Hello, 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 everybody. My name is Caprice, and I'm here with Alyssa. And we are going to talk about moving back in with your parents as an adult. And so the name of this episode is Back to the Nest. And so first and foremost, I want to give a little bit of background. I live with my dad after I graduated college, and then Alyssa is currently living with her parents. And so I wouldn't say that we're experts on this topic, but for the most part, we have a little bit of experience. And so I'm going to go ahead and get started. So thanks to COVID in July of 2020, there were more adults ages 18 to 29 living in their parents' homes than there were during the, during the peak of the Great Depression era when the economy forced young adults home, according to the Pew Research Center. So just over 15% of young adults were living with a parent a year ago. And the continuation of COVID has not allowed too many to move back out on their own. And that is according to thedollarstretcher.com. And so um, today we're just going to give you an overview of our experience and some tips just based off of, you know, what we've been through. And so, um, yeah, and like I mentioned, um, this is more common now than what it has been before. And so there is nothing to be ashamed about. It's the economy now, especially right now with gas going up and where it's inflation and we're basically right now in 2022 june of 2022 living in a recession and so um that's what we're going to talk about and so my first advice is expect them to treat you like an adult so i'm going to give my story and then let can kind of give her tips on you know her situation and so um i graduated college in 2017 and i went to grad school And I ended up flunking out of grad school. I was in grad school from 2017 to about 2019. And then in 2019, um, I dropped out. And then I moved to Texas with my dad and lived with him for a year. And so when I say expect your parents to treat you like an adult, um, I, it was a lot of things that I didn't know was going to be a part of, you know, the living situation or the agreement before I moved down there, such as, um, and I moved to Texas. My dad was in Texas, and we're there. We're all originally from Decatur, Illinois, but they ended up moving to Texas. They ended up getting the opportunity. And so when I say expect them to treat you like an adult, I mean it was when I moved down there. It was like, oh, curfew is at twelve o'clock, and that was something that I didn't know. And I wish it was something that I would have known before I moved down there because it was like you know, with me being um, twenty four, I think at the time years old, I felt like that was a little early. And so, um, and then there was just all these other bunch of different things like, oh, well, if you don't, it was a bunch of things that that was added in, like, oh, if you don't do this then you can just move out on your own. Or if you don't do that, then you can just move out on your own. Such as um, another example was me putting this basically tracking device on my phone to let them know wherever I am at all times type of thing. And it was like, and we had this conversation um, at dinner. We were out and then it was like, oh, I told my stepmom, I was like, oh, I sent you this email to download this thing. And I'm like, is that the tracking device thing app? And she said, yeah, I said, I'm not downloading that. He said, well, you need to. And I'm like, well, I'm not. And then he's like, well, if you don't, then you need to move out on your own. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine because I'm not going to be bullied into doing something I don't want to do, especially at that point being 24, 25, basically a grown adult. And so, um, it was more so like, you know, get an, uh, understanding about, you know, 
you as an adult what your expectations are and what their expectations are. That way you're not blindsided. So as far as expecting to treat you like an adult, what do you have to say about that, Alyssa? Um, I definitely believe that it it just all has to do with you just standing your ground and saying what you know you're comfortable doing what you're not comfortable with doing because you living with them living with your parents as adults it's not the same as when you were a child so it's important to establish those boundaries so you don't run into problems yeah and so um exactly and that was the thing like i didn't i don't think that we had a transparent conversation about what is expected of me and what I expect of them before I moved in. And I think that's super important. And so my second advice is negotiate house rules in advance. Um, what is allowed before you move in? Are you allowed to have company in your room? Do you have to open a door? Or you're, are you able to keep the door closed? Or, you know, what's that about? And so um, I really didn't run into this because I have friends there, but I mainly went to their house because it was basically more freedom. I didn't have to worry about, you know, that different type of stuff. But I didn't have, like, anybody that I was dating. And so um, that is something that I didn't really have to deal with. But as far as like, you know, inviting a group of friends over or whatever for that type of stuff, I didn't really have that only because I was new to Texas and that just wasn't there. Although I did have some friends from my hometown, you know, that was there, but I didn't really invite them to me. I invited, I went to them, but it was this whole thing where, um, I went to one of my friend's house and she had a Valentine's Day thing and I had on like a crop top and a skirt and then my dad like screenshotted it and then put it in the chat with the whole family. Like what, I forgot what he said, but it really didn't sit well with me. And I'm like, why didn't you just text this to me personally? You're trying to have like a group discussion about that. That was something that I felt like, you know, was kind of overstepping boundaries. And so, um, yeah, that it was one of those things where I was just like, oh, I don't really like how you address this situation. And having to have those type of conversations when you're older is really like interesting because you're trying to tell them like, you know, you don't like something, then they're kind of like stuck in their ways. But that was something like, it's like, okay, I don't really like how y'all address things, you know, um, here with the whole putting things in a group chat for everybody to have something to say about it. I don't really like stuff like that. I'm, especially because I'm more of a... Uh, I can have a conversation with somebody about something I do or don't like, and it doesn't have to be this thing. And it, and it doesn't bother me to have it. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not going to say I don't have a problem with conflict or confrontation, but I don't, it doesn't give me anxiety or anything to have a conversation with somebody. So do you have anything to speak on that? Um, no, I think you got it all. So there's this, another advice, ask for a lease. So it's, are you going to be paying rent or are you not going to be paying rent? Because there were things where, in my experience, where it was like, I didn't pay rent, but it was things that was expected of me. Like, oh, when you go out to eat, you know, um, you need to ask everybody in the house, do they want something to eat? And if I'm going to Wingstop, there's like a hundred, basically close to a hundred dollar bill. So what is your, like, what do you think about that? Um... Well, okay. So first, I would say that I graduated college in 2020, right when COVID happened. Um, like, didn't have a graduation, no nothing. And trying to find a job around that time was really hard because people were starting to 
let everybody go. A lot of companies were shutting down, furlough, all of that. Um, so I, me and my mom had a conversation and we thought that it was a better idea for me to move back home. So I packed my, uh, yeah, I packed up my apartment at the end of my lease and I moved home and I've been home since then. Um, and just like I was saying earlier about like you living home as an adult is very different as a child because for starters, I don't, I'm not in my childhood room anymore. I'm in the back bedroom, which is smaller and it has a little bit less privacy than my old bedroom did. Um, and I also live with, I live with my mom, my dad, my grandma and the dog. So it's just, it's losing out on that privacy. But um, I do think that it's going back to what you were saying about talking about establishing a lease. Um, I feel like it's kind of like whatever floats your boat. Like if your parents want you to pay and you want to offer to pay and that's just what you feel, you got, you guys both feel comfortable doing then I say do it. Um, I do feel like a huge part of kids moving back home is to save money. So if you are going to establish a lease, I guess it's kind of like having to sit down with your parents and being like, okay, well, how much do you expect me to fork, um, to pay you guys each month? Or, you know, if they're like, we don't want you to pay rent, I guess it's also kind of like, okay, well, what else can I do? Um, you know, just helping out a little bit more around the house. Um, and I also do, I also can, um, relate to going out and going to get something to eat. And then you come back and everybody's like, why didn't you get me something to eat? Or why didn't you get something for everybody else? And it's, it's a whole entire awkward situation because it's, for so long, you'll be used to just being by yourself. So coming back, and like you said, you got wings stuff for yourself, and everybody else is like, well, where's mine? It's like, uh, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, with me, it was like, I didn't, t- I, it wasn't until I got there where people was like, um, um, my brother told me like, oh, you know, dad is talking about, you know, uh, charging us rent. And I'm like, well, these are all type of different things that I wish was established before I got down here. So I would have just stay with It's not, and it's not a, it's not a knock at my dad. Cause I do appreciate staying down there, but it was just like, you know, all, it was a bunch of different things that came after I drove 12 hours to live down there and got a job and, you know, everything and got established for the most part, not established for real. Cause it wasn't like it was a, I was, you know, I, I got super settled in down there as far as like a job goes, but it was like, Oh, he's going to start charging us for rent. And I'm like, it's just all these different things. Like first it's a curfew, then it's rent, then it's this, then it's that. And then it's, Oh, well, why do you need to ask people? It's like, I'd rather pay rent. Because every time I go out to eat, I don't have enough money to buy everybody something to eat. So if I'm going to pay rent, then let me pay rent. If not, then, or, you know, if I need to pay a certain amount on groceries, I need to pay a certain amount on groceries. But other than that, like, it can't be this 
these random type of just uh, out of nowhere type of things that I'm being expected to pay for. You know what I mean? Because I was trying to save for me to get back into grad school. And, you know, if there's nothing in the house really for me to eat at the moment, um, then that's just that. I can't afford to buy everybody in the house, uh, whatever, from Wingstop. So that was the thing, too. And so there's um, another thing. It was be willing to take a job that's beneath you. And so that's what I feel like I did, honestly, with working at a call center um, for that amount of time that I did, because I knew that I was going to go back to grad school. I just didn't know where. I knew when. I knew I wanted to sign up before next school year. I knew I wanted to go in 2020. I just didn't know where. And then my sorority sister, my line sister, Imani, she she went to Northern Illinois University for the same program that I went there for, which is um, higher education student affairs. And she was getting her master's. And I talked to her about it, like, well, how do you like the program? Because like I mentioned before, I had ended up uh, dropping out of Illinois State's program. I just didn't like it. I didn't like the people. I didn't like the teachers. I didn't like my job. It was a very negative environment. And I ended up going through a severe depression. And so um, when I applied to NIU, Northern Illinois University, um, I knew that that job once, you know, once I mean, not September. Once July hit, I was going to be done with it. I ended up getting laid off in June due to COVID. But I, and, and when I first got down there, I started working at Applebee's. I worked at Applebee's for $2 an hour plus tips. I had the worst managers known to man. They treated people horribly. And it was just a terrible experience. And then I ended up working at the call center. And so um, when it says be willing to take a job that's beneath you, you know, you're just trying to save up some money so that you can get ahead so you can do what you want to do. And I wholeheartedly believe that that is definitely the case. And I'm not just going to be sitting around. I'm glad that I just didn't sit around and wait for the perfect job to come through because it ended up coming through. Once I got into grad school, I ended up doing stuff that I actually liked. But that's just the reality. Like, you can't be nitpicky about different jobs and stuff. When you're living in somebody else's home, they're going to want to see that you're doing something with your life, not just laying around all day watching TV, eating popcorns and hot chips and whatever the heck else and doing what you need like doing whatever it is that you want to do you got to have something something going on and that my dad was very big on that is like make sure that you it don't got to be the the best thing in the world but you got to have some type of goal some type of something going on what's your experience with that Woo! i've had so many jobs since i graduated um let's see i worked in collections, I was a collection agent. Terrible, hated it. Um, I worked. I worked for AT and T in the stores, and that job. I also hated that one as well, but it made good money because you made hourly plus commission. Um, and then now I work as a baker for a bakery. And none of those jobs were, none of those jobs are what I got my degree in. I got my degree in journalism. Um, And I can tell you that in between those jobs, there was a period of where I didn't have a job. And it was hard looking for a job. Um, I'm a firm believer in finding a job. It's a job itself. Um, But it's as long as you're just keeping up with it and you're putting in that work to find a job 
Um, but yeah, at least with bacon, I can say that I like that. But the other two, I did not like. Yeah. It. <laughs> life is hard. That's when I figured out. I thought when I graduated, I, it was going to be sex in the city. I was going to be living wherever the heck I wanted to live in this nice little condo, living my best life, having money to splurge, going out with friends, and having money to just dress how I want. No, that is not life at all. And I learned that the hard way. And so, but now I feel like I'm in a comfortable setting, living where I live. I wish they didn't take as much as my taxes that they do, but for the most part, it's comfortable. I'm blessed to be where I'm at. I am currently, I work at California State University, San Bernardino, and um, I am a leadership coordinator for a Department of Housing and Residential Education. And so um, I work with the student leader selection. If you know what a residential assistant is, when, if you were in college, then I, um, I am responsible for their training and their hiring, basically student leader selection. And then I also um, advise the Residence Hall Association, which is an organization for the college residential halls, or some people may reckon, may know them as dorms, but we say residential halls. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you're just going to have to, you know, you may be waiting on that perfect job. And I'm not saying give up on your dreams, but for the most part, um, be willing to do something for the right now to just make a little bit of money so that you can support yourself. That way you're not just living at home depending on your parents. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing, don't take your parents' support for granted. And so even though I had my, uh, I want to say issues, you know, even though I had my reservations about living back at home, it's not something that I would do again, whether, you know, <laughs> it's not something I would do again, however, unless I have to. But um, it's something that you don't want to take for granted because they they do it because they love you in there. They do it because they want to see you. They don't want to see you down and out because a lot of them had to go through that and they didn't have the support of their parents. So it's they're more so trying to break generational curses. So it's like don't take your um, parents' support for granted. And so and also with that, don't just you need to be really working on some type of master plan to get out of there. Some people are comfortable with living there for the rest of their lives. Maybe their parents have it like that to where, you know, it's, it, you know, it's very few people in America that's like that. It's very top 1%. Some people can stay with their parents for the rest of their lives. However, you know, that, in my opinion, that shouldn't be the goal. You should, unless you're taking care of your parents, then that's a totally different thing. But, um. And everybody's situation is different. So I don't also don't want to judge, but don't take your parents' support for granted. You should have some type of game plan. It doesn't have to be, oh, you know, in six months, I'm going to be out of here, blah, blah, blah. Because life, as you know it, um, doesn't always work that way. It's kind of hard to save when you got all of these different things going up. I know for me, it was my insurance that was high as hell. It was my car uh, uh, loan payment that was high as hell. Then it was my cell phone. Then it was my credit cards. And then like for some of us, which is going to be me very soon, student loan bills. So what do you say about that, Alyssa? Um, to go off of not taking it for granted. I think a prime example of this was when our grandma, so our family, which Caprice planned, um, our family had a surprise birthday party for our grandma last year and one of my mom's friends showed up and we were talking about me living back home and I remember saying 
Um, she asked if I paid rent and I said no. And she was like, she was basically like, you don't know how grateful you are to not have to pay rent. Like she didn't say like that, but that was basically like the message. And it made me step back and think about it. Cause I'm like, dang, like I didn't think about that that much. I just, I know that it was originally established. My mom and my dad were basically like stack up your money while you're back home. But I didn't really think about it until she said it. Cause she was like, from our generation and stuff, like our parents wanted us to help out with bills and stuff. So we're, we work hard to be in a position where you guys don't have to do that. You guys are able to, you know, try to get yourself straight so you can go off and do what you want to do. And it just made me like 10 times more grateful. Um, I've been home for two years now and my original goal was to only be here for two years. Um, and I was able to save, but the problem is still the job market. And then also rent is going up. Rent now is like 1500 to like, uh, yeah, like 1500 to $2,000 a month. And that's not including like your other bills. Um, like my biggest bill that I have right now is student loans. I pay like 500 a month in student loans. So what I'm making and then that on top of it each month, I can't, I can't put myself in that predicament to try to go out and get an apartment right now until I feel like I'm ready for it. But that just threw me back a little bit. And now I don't really have a huge goal for like, okay, I'm gonna try to be out, you know, I'm not giving myself a goal. I would say, okay, six months to a year, that's what I'm gonna do. And I'm working towards that, but um, I'm not putting myself on this like huge limit anymore. Yes, yeah, like depending on um, your parent, it's like, oh, I don't wanna overstay my welcome. But some parents are truly transparent about that type of stuff. And I, that's another thing. Like, you want to go in and be like, okay, it's hard to ask, but it's like, how long is acceptable for me to stay here? Because I don't want it to be a year and then y'all be talking about, hey, okay, so uh, now what you going to do? Because, you know, all that. So, <laughs> you know, and I didn't have that issue with my dad either, but it was just like all, I just felt like it was a bunch of like things that I didn't know beforehand. It wasn't either one of ours fault, but it was just that we should have had, if I would have, if I could go back in time, we would have had that conversation about what is expected of me. Another thing is to help out where you can, you know, they know a lot of our parents, um, black, we're black and first generation. And then my dad went to college, but yeah, we're black and first generation for the most part. And so like the student loan thing, college is more expensive now than what it was back then. And the the um, student loan payments per month is ridiculous. They want you to spend all of the income that you have for the most part paying them back. And so just for, we went to college just for us to get a head start on life, but then it kind of set us back, which is ironic which is what a lot of people talk about. But it's like, you know, well, I'm still going to college so I can get this under my belt so I can get a better job. But does this job pay enough for me to be able to afford what I did in college? And so, yeah, but I would just say, you know, helping out where you can, 
And for me, that was more so like, you know, chores and stuff. I clean the bathroom, I clean little stuff. And so, you know, just doing my part for the most part um, and being responsible like that. But there were also times where, like, I have a lot of stuff. And it was like, oh, you need to clean your room. Or they would just like walk, you know, and we'll get into this. The next thing is privacy. This is the perfect segue into privacy. I am very big on my, I'm very introverted. And so when I don't want to be bothered, I just don't want to be bothered. And I don't want people just opening up my door, talking to me without knocking or none of that other stuff. Um, And that was another thing that I had to deal with. And it's not the end of the world type of thing, but it was to me, it was kind of a little intrusive. And so that is why I made it up in my mind. Like, okay, unless I absolutely have to, like I have to be, down very down and out to move back in with my parents because of that privacy sector i don't want people just walking in on me like while i'm getting dressed or you know that type of stuff and and like that is like that was very big to me like it was like eh, you know i and like i said it's not a thing that i don't appreciate you know what my parents did for me because i live with my mom after i after i dropped out of school so i live with her for a couple months before I moved in with my dad. And so the whole thing, it was a difference between living with my mom and living with my dad. Cause my mom kind of understood privacy a little bit more, but she was just knocking on the door while I was sleeping, telling me that she about to leave. Girl, I don't care. Just go. I am not seven. Just go. But then like on my dad's house, people would just walk in. Or there would be another thing where it'd be like, oh, come help with the groceries, that type of thing. And I'm like, there's a whole young child here that can help with the groceries. And yeah, I live here, you know, whatever. So I'm going to go ahead and help with that. That makes sense. It's not, it's not out of the ordinary, but like there was no knocking. Nobody ever knocked on the door. And that was very big to me because I'm very introverted and, I, and it just seemed a little intrusive to me. So, mm-hmm. Or the, where are you going? Or who, whose house is that? You know, that type of stuff at 25 years old that, no, nah, I don't feel like I should have to answer those types of questions. Right. And that's definitely something that I go through as well. Um, you know, just just like barging in or, you know, just walking towards the door and somebody be like, where are you going? And it's like, what the heck? <laughs> um, I think I'm used to it now. And I feel like now we all have a, we have a better boundary with it. So like now they will just knock before they just like barge in. Um, I do think I would like to say that like a huge thing is also having privacy in terms of getting out of the house when you feel overwhelmed. So if you want to go take a walk around the park, do that, you know, just clear your mind because I do feel like sometimes living home, a part of your peace leaves. Um, and your mind can be clouded a little bit. So I enjoy being outside. So I'll go outside, I'll go take a walk, I'll, you know, just go do something, go to Target. Like Caprice knows I love going to Target because it's just a peaceful, it's a peaceful experience for me. But, um, you know, just incorporating those me, those me times for you to still have a piece of yourself, even though you live back home. And that's not saying living back home is a bad thing. It's a wonderful thing. But it's not a bad thing, but it's definitely a sacrifice. Yeah. It's a sacrifice. 
because you're sacrificing you're not sacrificing money because you're moving in to save money for the most as you should that's what you should be moving back in it's save money whatever you're sacrificing your independence you're sacrificing your privacy you're sacrificing your adulthood sometimes because sometimes I've talked to people whose parents and be like, oh, okay, as long as you don't have sex in my house, we cool. You can come in, whatever. You know, just don't be loud. Don't wake me up. That type of stuff. And do your part around the house. If you use dishes, clean them up. That type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which would be more uh, my ideal kind of environment. Like, let me be an adult. Don't treat me like a kid. Right. Don't come in my room and tell me to clean it up. Don't come in my room waking me up for stupid stuff. Like, don't add on stuff you know when i get there and then making it make putting me in a trance where i gotta be like okay do i do this or do i just move back out because i don't want to do this you know put me in that predicament where i'm in a bind because you done came up with stuff after the fact and now i gotta abide by it because all of my stuff is moved in and so my main advice to people who are thinking about moving back in with their parents is to just have clear expectations laid out that way there's no misunderstanding because it gets very frustrating when things occur after you move in and you you're now settled in you're now in a bind to where you have to abide by them things that you would have never agreed to if you would have known right and that's not and like i said i'm very grateful for my experience living with my parents but Though that's just the advice that I would give based off of, you know, my experience. What about you? One last piece of advice, Alyssa. Um, dang. I don't think I have anything else. Okay. Well, that is it for this week. Um, next week, we're going to start our college tour edition. We have a flyer up with different flavors of um, events that we're going to have, different uh, episodes that we're going to have. And so uh, make sure you check out our July catalog. It's going to be a good one. It's mainly for the college girls, the black college girls at that. So without uh, further ado, we're going to end this podcast. So y'all have a great week. Goodbye. Bye.